2013. This is episode 76. This is the podcast where we talk all things video games, and this is a special live episode from Dragon Con. I am Kim. I'm Stephanie. Um, and unfortunately, um, Nicole is not here, and she usually moderates our podcast for us, but little Mateo had his ear surgery rescheduled, so she stayed home with him. Um, but we're glad to say everything went great. He's recovered, bounced back like a little trooper, so yeah. yay, we're all, we're all very happy about that. Right. Um, joining us here, though, we have two wonderful ladies that we want to introduce. Um, the first is Veronica Belmont from Techzilla. Uh, factor <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if you can name all the things. Oh, right. Well, all I'm the things. <laughs> I don't think I can do that, but uh, I'm naming my favorites. Um, factor Fiction, Sword of Laser, Vaginal Fantasy, which I love. And I also love Pop Sugar. That, oh, that is thanks. really one of my favorites. I think you're the only one who watches. Really? <laughs> I love so Pop Sugar. That, that is really one of my favorites. Um, but, and then we also have Rondell Oglesby. Is that Oglesby? Yeah. <laughs> Oglesby. <laughs> Oglesby. <laughs> From the Game on Girl podcast. So thank Woo! you guys so much for joining us. Um, so recently on our podcast, we talked about how we started in gaming and some influences. So I wanted to ask our two guests here just to give us a little background on themselves and how they got started and their, their big influences. So Rhonda, would you like to start and just give us a quick background on yourself and how you got started and your Yeah, influences? I'd love to. Um, I, I, I think when I talk about my geekdom, it probably comes out best when I went to college. I got a comp sci major and mathematics major. And um, <laughs> I, I was actually, I think I mentioned it yesterday, I was actually told by a professor that I might be better suited in, in the history department. Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, since then, I've developed a whole lot of websites and apps, and I'm very happy about that. But um, my family always gamed. And back then it was all tabletop games, but that was a major part of entertainment. But I was there for the age of Pong. Oh, yes, we so had, was I. We had Pong. <laughs> yep. And after that, um, it, all money went to college. And mm -hmm. so I got started gaming back up with my husband. And that was fantastic. We gamed together on the PC. Um, we did Myst and... Um, well, you did miss before the internet, and that was hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was hard. Yeah, but uh, this is uh, such a great story. We didn't, the CD players weren't out yet for, right. and we were in the store, and they had the big demo going on the screen for Mist. It was gorgeous. And I was like, okay, well, we don't have a CD player yet, but if I buy the box game, I can look at the book, right? How many remember the book in yes. Mist? Yes. <laughs> it was freaking right. empty. There was nothing in it. So I'm in the car and I break it open and I'm going like, I can I can read about it. Nothing. Nothing <laughs> in the book. So I still had to wait on that CD player. Is <laughs> it my turn? Um, let's see. I kind of my my entree into technology was was really video gaming because that's kind of what I did as a as a kid predominantly for my my activities. Um, my mom worked for Coleco and so I had a ColecoVision uh, very early back in the day. And so that was that was really my first console. Um, and then I had pretty much, I was an only child for like 10 years. So that was, I was the baby. And so I got the things I wanted. <laughs> and so <laughs> I got, I had every single console. I think the only console I never had, I never had a Genesis, but that was because my best friend Chris down the street had one. So I just played at his house. And I never, my brother, my brother who was born 10 years after me had a GameCube. Um, and so I just played that one. But otherwise, yeah, I was a I was a big gamer growing up as a kid, and uh, I got, I skipped school a lot and stayed home and played uh, video yes. games. I am sick, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I think like eventually I'm going to have tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, feel like I feel it coming on. <laughs> did <laughs> and um, for you podcast listeners right. and uh, is, so that was and then when it really when I got to college too uh, that's kind of when I found a lot of other people um, with the same interests and uh, so we just hung out all the time and, and played games um, at that point it was like the PlayStation so it was it was a, it was a ball and it was fun to find other like-minded people and uh, that's that's kind of where I'm at still to this day 
Cool. Well, so um, this week we're going to talk about Gone Home. Um, has has anybody played Gone Home in here? Uh, oh, well, there's not that be many some spoilers, probably. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, we're going to try not to, not to do spoilers, but <laughs> it's only a 90-minute game, so you know, <laughs> you can get through it pretty quick. But I mean, we won't spoil the ending or anything. But there may be a couple of spoilers that come through, so. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it's a game that you really can't talk about without spoiling it a little bit because it's just that kind of game. Um, basically, it's a first-person interactive story. So the, the first thing people say is, well, is it actually a game? And we'll talk about that. Um, it's by the Fulbright Company, mm -hmm. and it takes place in June of 1994. So that's kind of a, a weird place, too. We see games set in the 50s and 60s and 80s and all of their time frames, but this one's in 1994, so that right there is a little odd. Um, so first I want to get your overall impressions from each of you. Well, well, Stephanie, you haven't played, have you? No. So we'll wait on you. But Veronica, what was your overall impression? So that was, it was so perfect for me because I was that girl in 1994. <laughs> like, no joke, it was, it was perfect, like dead on. That could have been my bedroom. And um, yeah, the cassette not, player not and everything. All the way that girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> for for almost that. Yeah, whatever. It was the '90s, and um, it was uh <laughs> it was college. You know. It was college. Yeah, uh, younger actually. In '94, I was. Oh gosh. Um, let me do the math. <laughs> yeah, I was like 14, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. so that, like that was yeah. that was really your time frame. I think so. And um, so it was it was a wonderful it was like a scrapbook of my life. And I'm actually really good friends with Steve Gaynor, who's the who the founder of Fulbright. Oh cool. And um, I, <laughs> I I didn't I hadn't been following the game closely enough. And then when I finally played it, I was like, oh my god, like you like it makes sense because I know him and I know that he also was of that time. Yeah. And so it, it makes a lot of sense in that way. Um, but I was like, this is like a marvelous little present that I just unwrapped. It's a really special, and you don't have to be born in that time to no. have the feels about it because it's just, it's like any kind of story. Not everyone is going to completely be the same main character or the narrator of any particular story that they fall in love with, uh, but it just had that particular connection for me and I think for a lot of gamers of a certain age. Um, and so it was, it was really cool. And I liked that it was short um, because you come into the game thinking you're playing one kind of game. Yeah. And then in the course of the next 45 minutes, you're like, this might not be the game I thought it was. And I actually stopped and, and messaged like Anthony Carboni and Steve <laughs> and some other people. I'm like, is this going to get scary? Because I can't play it. I'm getting really <laughs> stressed out. Yes. The, the whole time I'm waiting for it to just get really scary. Right. And at the end, you're like, oh. Oh, thank God. Oh, we a little spoiler there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it's wonderful. Like even if even it if you is. think that's a spoiler, it's, it should not be something that ruins the game for you because yeah. it's uh, it's it's a really wonderful, inventive, new way of telling a story that I think is is really positive for the indie game community and just for the gamer community in general because it's the kind of story that I have never seen really told before. Um, exactly. And I think that's super important, especially for for younger m women in the gaming community for younger younger guys in the gaming community because it's a different perspective that they wouldn't normally have. Yeah, it really was. Rhonda, what was your overall impression? Well, actually, let me let me say something first. The game is really a game of exploration. You you go through the house and you explore a house and you get clues all through the house. There's really um, there's a couple of very very minor puzzle type things, but there's no puzzles to solve. There, you're never going to get killed. You're, uh, it's it's not like any other game like that. So, I should have said that up front. It kind of reminded me in a way of, of Dear Esther. I don't know yeah. If so like yeah, it's a Dear Esther. Yeah. More interactive Dear Esther. Yes. You just get to the end. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so that's so why I said more interactive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. From zero to something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, th so that's my main problem. I'm the well, downer. We'll get to that just a minute. Yeah. 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 Hey, <laughs> right, what was your overall impression? impression? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm about 30% through it, which means I've played it 30 minutes. <laughs> um, but it it rings all the bells for me because I love having to figure it all out. I love looking at every corner in every drawer at every piece of paper, which can be very tedious for some people, and I understand that. It's not always going to be a mastery player's game. Mm -hmm. um, if you guys 
do the game on girl uh, types. A mastery player is going to get very bored with this game pretty quickly, I think. But I, it it rung with me. I, I just wanted to, oh, I, <laughs> I, I walk the perimeter. I don't open the doors yet. I open all drawers. I turn on all lights. And then I go back and I open all the doors. It's just, yeah. And, and there's things in it where you discover you can open the fridge and take out the milk yep. and see when it expired, you know. And that kind of gives you a, a clue to how long the house has been empty and little things like that. And uh, there was one part where you're pulling out the father's books out of a box and you find his stash of porno. <laughs> and it's like, oh, dad. <laughs> and I think she actually says that. Oh, my dad. <laughs> yeah. So, Steph, you did not play it. So why, why didn't you play it? Uh, I have two particular reasons why I have not played this game. Um, one is the cost. I believe for this length of game and this style of game, $20 is too much. It is, it is unreasonable to, to ask a, a, a gamer to give up 20 bucks for two hours of gameplay. And I don't actually even consider this a game. I consider this an interactive story. There's nothing that I do that is, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's nothing that I do to this game. And it's not even a game, it's a story, right? Um, there is no, uh, to me, a game at its very core is a challenge. There is no challenge. There oh. is. But they're challenging your way of thinking. <laughs> but there's no, 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 no. This is going That's to be a so story. much That's fun. a story. That's not a game mechanic. That is a story element. Um, this is, there is no time limit. There is no time penalty. There is no challenge uh, uh, physical. There's no threat to you. There's no um, You're a mastery player, quest right, to do. In. Well, I mean, when you, when you sell it as a game, I come in with the expectation that there's something I need to do besides just sit back and watch it. Well, they sell but it as a game, like on a platform that sells games. Right. But actually, they do not describe it as a game, the developers. Well, and you really need to read the description because they tell you there is, there is no puzzles. There is no combat. There is no chance where you'll get stuck. There is no nothing. It is just extremely simple exploration. For but you know, and I think there is a part of uh, uh, the challenge is to get through the house. I mean, and to, to kind of force yourself to start exploring it and to start opening your mind to other people's lives. I mean, it, I know that probably doesn't sound like a challenge to you, but it was kind of a challenge to me because I don't think I'm naturally that snoopy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it, it was kind of a challenge to force myself to invade someone else's mm -hmm. life. It's very but intimate. Much. I mean, really, that's your life. That's your family. I don't snoop through my family's house. Well, exactly, but you're, you're <laughs> kind of forced to in this game, and that, I think, is a challenge. I think, for me, it was okay paying $20 for this because I knew it was going to be a different kind of experience, and I also want to support indie developers who are trying to do different things and trying to tell different kinds of stories. And, you know, maybe they won't always be that expensive, but... You know, this is their first title. It's the first thing they've put out there. I actually got it on sale on Steam for 17 bucks, so I guess yeah, I yeah, made yeah, off I like a bandit. Three bucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we used to, we used to, <laughs> we used to pay. You know, we used to pay 16, 17 dollars for CDs. That was, you know, an hour and a half of music, mm -hmm. and and uh, it was, you know, that was a storytelling experience in a way. So for me, it's kind of, it's, yeah, it's expensive for for an hour and a half game. But if you think of it more as buying like a really great graphic novel that you could read in an hour and a half ah, that's see? like a limited edition it's a print. Story. It is. I'm it's not disagreeing with story. you. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just the platform. So if you guys are interested, just keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> story. So there was there was a um, I think a big focus on women. Did did you guys get that feeling that through the story there was uh, there was a, a little bit of focus on the dad, but mostly it was the focus on um, the girl that you are playing and you find out about yourself through the postcards that you've sent and the letters that you've sent that you find through the house. You find out about her sister as long and, and her sister's friends and the mother too. You find out you know, uh, things about the mother throughout it. So I felt it was kind of a female focused game mm -hmm. and I don't know if that would you know, resonate with the men who play the game as well, but I, I don't know. I thought it was kind of refreshing. Well, crap. We have to resonate with men in video games all the time. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I think it's, it's from the character's perspective, and the character just happens to be a woman. Um, it would be like um, asking a guy to wa watch a chick flick, 
it's from the woman's perspective. So I don't think it's targeting women. I just think it's it, it's character driven because it is a story, it is a narrative, and it's from the woman's point of view. It appears to be, I guess it may appear to be written for women, but I think it's just because it's a woman's perspective. Do you guys have anything? No, no, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> um, one thing that really struck us about this game too is the meta score on it was a 90 from the critics. They absolutely loved it. The user score was 4.3. They did not like it, but most of the comments were, that's not a game. Why mm -hmm. are you selling this as a game? And it's, it's very expensive. That, that was the majority of the dislikes, why it went down so far. But it kind of got us thinking, are there um, other games out there that other people absolutely love and you did not like and how you felt about that? Mm -hmm. I know for me, um, I, I can't stand it. Assassin's Creed. Oh, I really? <laughs> yeah, really? I know, see? <laughs> see? <laughs> so I get a lot of feedback, and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you don't like Assassin's Creed. And, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, it's not my game, you know? Yeah. So are, are there games that you guys, and also we got blasted for not liking The Last of Us. Yeah, that's my recent one. Oh, oh really? So I, we'll I step haven't on played it yet. So yeah. I know, that's even a worse tragedy than yeah. I haven't yet. So but Steph, what was what what is your game that people you know? Yeah, for right now it's The Last of Us. Um, I found you know, and I, we actually found this when we were first reviewing the game. There was one reviewer who took the very brave stance of saying this is a mediocre game. The graphics are great, the gameplay is mediocre, the ending is meh, and people just flayed him alive. Like, I can't believe you don't like this. This is the greatest thing since sliced mm -hmm. bread. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and uh, I, it, I had exactly the same impression. I thought the visuals were beautiful. Uh, I, of course, love the voice acting. Uh, Troy Baker is amazing. Uh, but the gameplay was very repetitive towards the end. And the ending sucked on ice. I hated it with a passion. And I felt no emotional connection to these characters whatsoever, wow. which is amazing because The Walking Dead Lee and Clem, oh my God, so many tears mm. with that game. This one, cold as a stone. Wow. I had no resonation with them whatsoever. So, so Veronica, what about you? What's a game yeah. that I can't you felt? I can't really think of one, actually. I mean, there's <sighs> games that I've not loved, but I can't well, think of one that everyone. Heavy Rain, right? Heavy Rain is a good example, but I don't think anyone really liked Heavy Rain. <laughs> um, they more yeah. experienced Heavy Rain. Um, that's another one of that. That had a lot of complaints. It's being not not a game. Not a game, right? Um, but I, I really wanted to like it, mm -hmm. and I was really excited about it. And then I kind of it kind of fell flat with me. Yeah, when I it think came time yeah, to Heavy Rain was one of those that you were like, oh my god, yes, and you love the graphics and the experience, mm -hmm. and then it was like over, and you're like. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I never even got that. Far. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. I finished it. What about you, Rhonda? Has there been games that you've either loved or hated, and that yeah. the majority have? Yeah, we have a different I, I actually quit reading reviews for a while because we we uh, packed up all of our desktop computers for a gaming weekend. Went up in the woods and we just sat in the for a week, three days, and played games. And wow. we had bought a game oh based on reviews. Um, and it was awful. I mean, we it got so bad. It, it sort of was like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. You just mocked Which one it. Which was um, Journeyman. Was it Journeyman? The Longest, longest Journey. journey. Oh, know. God, it was dreadful. But <laughs> the, um, the Walking Dead is the most recent one. I heard rave reviews about this game. And to me, it was a great example because I really trashed it on the show. And I got a comment back saying, you don't understand the game. Mm -hmm. mm. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to look at it again. And that basically, they were right. I was going into the game thinking it was a first-person shooter. Mm -hmm. So I had preconceived ideas. And going into it as a narrative, obviously, I don't have a problem with because I like Gone Home. Mm -hmm. I'm enjoying that. So now I want to go back and spend time with the characters and give it another shot. That's part of the reason why I think metascoring is confusing because as an individual gamer, 
if you're a mastery player, you're not going to like the narrative. If you're a role player, you're not going to lean toward the FPS. So mm -hmm. you've got a, you've kind of got a single-minded view where I think the reviewers are looking at it from a, a bigger umbrella in the scope, maybe a little more broader. I think that might be where the, the breakup is because I was looking at the reviews as well. They were using a lot of keywords: too short, no challenge. And these words kept coming. I was like, these guys are mastery players. There's nothing for them to do. It's so can you um, tell us a little bit? I know on um, your site, you yeah. have a quiz. And, and we took the quiz on, oh, yeah. on, on our podcast. And, what, and it shows you what kind of gamer that you are. Could you just explain really quick oh, what yeah. that is? And, um, yeah, a self gamer. And it's great to go out and take this because you, you go through it and you're like, oh, that's totally me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and you, you, fall, you can fall in all categories, but a self player tends to um, identify with their avatar. They make their avatar look like themselves and they want to be in the world of the mm. game. Yeah, the role player creates like a narrative. They want, they want to create people outside of themselves and a world outside of themselves. They're like puppeteers. And a mastery player is playing against the game. They, they don't want to be in a world. They don't want to be the avatar. The, the game itself is a challenge to them, and they want to beat it. Yeah, so you guys really um, go on Game on Girl, and you can find her quiz. And it's just a, it's a quick what, 20 questions yeah, it's really fast. like that, and take it, and you can do that. Um, I'd like to ask the audience um, if our lovely Vanna would go out. Is there, is there games out there that, um, that you either liked or disliked that you're, um, you felt bad about not liking or disliking? <laughs> 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 well, I, I just had a couple comments too about some of the things you guys were talking about and I kind of look at games as an art in a mm -hmm. sense and people look at art at different ways like some people look at something and go that's art and another person look at it and say that's not art and a lot of things like, like other things like movies like it, Netflix when you go on and rate a movie it it kind of gets an idea of what you like and then tailors that to suggest things to you and in gaming people just go well it's good and bad and there's nothing mm -hmm. in between yeah. And games are an art form to be appreciated. Like I love, I'm every kind of gamer. I like right. games where I have to fight against. I like a narrative. I like RPGs. I, I have a very broad things that I enjoy. So it's one of those things where my friends are like that game was terrible. Like I, I really <laughs> like The Last of Us, but I feel like if you don't get a connection to those characters early on, then you'll never, you're not gonna like anything in the game. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And a game like this, you have to go in knowing what the experience that the, the creators are trying to provide you and try to really get into enjoying that. And I agree, the longest journey is the worst game I've ever played. <laughs> it is absolute <laughs> trash. But I just want to thank you. That was really great. Uh, but uh, yeah, as far as games I, I've loved and hated, like uh, thanks to Steam, I have found all kinds of games that yes. I hated. Yes. Right. And luckily, right. I've only paid a dollar for <laughs> yes. them. Yes, Steam's so. games, yeah. summer sales, absolutely. This is going to be rough. I've played all of Borderlands 1 and 2. I've yeah. done all the content. To tell you, even though I've done it with my friends, I actually don't think I love the game. Like, what? I just like it. What? You know what I mean? What? <laughs> but see, that, that's, that's kind of, you know, now, you know, the whole room is like, oh, my God, what? You know, and you're like, but it's just, yeah. you know. You feel oh, that no. focus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm at, right. Yeah. yeah. I get that a lot. Well, that's you know, what I've, I've downloaded like a million games because of Ralph. Oh yes, yes. and then I'm like, send them to you. Just, yeah, okay. <laughs> or or he'll buy them for you and say, play this. Hey, he doesn't do that for me. That's a good idea. I should tell him about that. Oh, oh, I mean, you were gonna buy me some games? He buys you games? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, Scotty oh. D as well. Well, you don't go on podcast say I can play the game right. Yeah. Okay, right. I'll go on the podcast. <laughs> I'll go on the podcast and complain more. Ralph's our, Ralph's our sugar daddy, apparently, yeah. right? Yes. 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 So yeah, if anybody would like to buy me games, I'm at Rhonda <laughs> at GameOnGirl.com. <laughs> Brian does the final score on, on the Frog Pants. And, um, yeah, he plays a with, yeah, with Nicole, with Nicole. yes. And um, he plays a lot of demos, you know. I, she, basically. <laughs> well, I've been playing the Fallout uh, games for a while. Yay! Um, I've played Fallout 3, and now I'm playing New Vegas. And I'm Old World Blues is your favorite DLC, right? I haven't, <laughs> I haven't played the DLC yet, but... Says the voice the of the light switches <laughs> and of the, I'm the suit. I'm starting to get bored with the game. And I'm saying, I think I'm 
I don't know if it's because I've been playing it for too long. But he's, he's going to take a step back. I played it through four times. You I, cannot I don't, play it too I don't, long. Like, I've felt, like, I found myself, like, starting to skip through conversations. Like, and, like, and that's not a good sign. So I don't know what it is, but... I know everybody loves the game, and I'm trying to find the excitement. I think I it. am absolutely with you. Hers is her uh, series that she can't do is Assassin's Creed. Me is Fallout. What? I'm, I've tried Fallout at least three times. <laughs> That's crazy. And I know, but here's the thing. Who are you? Everybody loves Fallout. Right. But I am so into Skyrim. It's okay. not even funny. I'll forgive you. Hundreds of hours in Skyrim can't get into fall. Basically Why? any game like that, I'm like 180 hours. Yeah, I'm just like, exactly. that's my life for the next year. And the, Bye. The, last time, the last time I started, I was like, just think of it as Skyrim. Just think of it as Skyrim. Yeah. And I killed you. I killed no, you. but that's, yeah, I think that's the wrong attitude going into but Fallout. But no, it's, it's the same mechanics with a different skin. It's quests, it's meeting new new people, it's uh, exploring new areas. It's, it's, it's broken. Oh, yeah. Sometimes. Dude, I downloaded the mod to there put in that. a motorcycle. That was what made my last nice. uh, one fun, was getting on a motorcycle and riding through, yeah. through Fallout. Right. But there you go. No, I'm, to I'm totally with you. That there's just some series that don't resonate you the way the others do. Mm -hmm. And okay. then you get, what's wrong with you? I know, I'm sorry, I was that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so easy to be that guy. <laughs> if they As ever do Fallout 4, I'll give them a shot. They will. Aside from Assassin's Creed, which I, I didn't like. Yeah, <laughs> it's, see? It's, it's the whole two-button running thing I didn't like. Um, the, the one that probably surprised a lot of people would be Mass Effect. I don't really like Ooh. that franchise. But I like Dragon Age. <laughs> see? There you go. You know, and I think for me, it's the setting that it's in because yeah. I'm more of a fantasy person. So. We have a Krogan in the audience that was not pleased. I did, I did play about three hours of Mass Effect 1, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to read the wiki about Mass Effect 2. <laughs> about Mass oh, Effect 2, and did a little 15-minute interactive story to get my character. And then I played about three hours of that, and I was like, eh, delete, you know, then. Oh. That that makes sense. But I do have Mass Effect 3, so. <laughs> nice. Well, all right. <laughs> other, other than Skyrim, I I really can't stand fantasy games. I just give me sci-fi all, all the way. Uh, I'm the opposite with movies. Well, not the opposite, but I like uh, like Lord of the Rings, but not games. Oh, That's yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I well I mean I like everything so right. it's hard it's it's weird that you like watching because when I I get really excited like I love fantasy is kind of my thing so I want to be in that world right. more than anything and so that's why I maybe I love Skyrim so much because it feels like my world that I was yes. supposed to be in I'm like yes. I'm a vampire lord yeah, that's right um, but <laughs> it's you know stuff like that I just I I like getting immersed in in fictional yeah. worlds that I that I love absolutely okay, more questions. More. We have questions hey, everywhere. Yes, questions yeah. everywhere. Side of the room over here. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna do. I was just gonna say the game I don't like. But if we're on questions, uh, oh yeah, Any, yeah anything. Ahead. Okay. Uh, and uh, Veronica actually actually has to leave in about ten minutes. So if you want questions for Veronica, get them in now, and <laughs> then then we'll Make answer questions up. later. But go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt that's, you. That's fine. <laughs> um, and I, uh, this is a game I feel terrible about not liking. I just like. I like I love the story. I love looking up images for this game. I love looking up wikis about this game, but playing the game, I just can't get through it and it's Arkham Asylum. I love seeing person. I love seeing the Joker. I know how it ended, you know, I love yeah. everything, but like just playing the game, I'm like, I'm just walking around. You know what? I <laughs> so you've never climbed on top of the tallest building in that area and hang glided all the way down. That's a true. I did I'm that in Lara Croft. Oh my God. I didn't get very close. I didn't I didn't love Arkham Asylum either. So there you go. Yeah. It was not it not was my super favorite. Good. I never bothered with Arkham City. Oh, I just yeah, I just I let him go. Yeah, so fair enough. Yeah. And one one thing to say though is life is too short to play games you don't like. Exactly. So exactly. if you don't like a game, just you know, there's so many other options out there. I say the same things about books. Yeah. Like if if you're you pick something up, you get through the first hundred pages, and you're like, you know what, this is not capturing my attention. Just you know, lem it for a while. Like let it go. Just like move on to the next thing and kind of. You know, it's it's too sh life is too short. Yep. But I'm all about fall. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you made the right choice. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Oh, you can have the mic. Yeah. Oh. oh, no, you don't. Um, do you guys feel like that part of the problem, perhaps, with uh, like not feeling like we can say which games we like or don't like is in the way that we define genres? Like, you know, if you went to the movies and it was filmed on 35 millimeter <laughs> versus filmed on 70 millimeter, that would seem crazy, but that's how we kind of divide things up in games, right? Like, saying something's a first-person shooter is, the realm of first-person shooters is so broad, mm -hmm. and it covers so many different ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And so, so is that kind of part of the problem, is that we're right. not defining our categories well? I well, think that's part of it, but for me, a lot of the mechanics, I mean, first-person shooters, there's lots of different mechanics with them and you know so I kind of base it on that as well what do you guys think I think uh, Kat and I were talking about this earlier um, I think the problem is when you say I didn't like a game we're not properly defining what aspect we didn't actually like uh, we just say Meh, yeah, yeah no, I didn't no, really no, like no. it uh, well what didn't you like I mean did you like not like the combat mechanics did you not like the story did you not like how the characters interacted with each other I mean we just need to be more descriptive about what aspect we didn't like, what it's didn't also, connect with us. It's hard because people get so emotionally yes. attached right. that the second you hear someone not liking like your favorite game of all time, yes. you're like, what? Yeah. Who are you? So. <laughs> the first person I gave Ready Player One to that didn't like it crushed me. That is a just a, that is just a bad person. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. You didn't to say like that. Ready Player One, but it's a book. Yeah, yeah but yeah, it's a, yeah. But uh, I'm awesome. really, we're just looking, I think, at our core for validation that what we like is good. Mm -hmm. And when someone says I didn't like that, then you think, oh my God, is something wrong with what I like? I mean. Why didn't you like what I like? But it, it's so much more nuanced than that because um, how many people liked Bioshock Infinite? Okay, I, I, I even liked people, the ending. I have people who absolutely love Bioshock, and they, when they say, oh, I was kind of disappointed in Bioshock Infinite, but they did not stop playing it. Sure. They played it straight through. Right. So there was a nuance there. There was something. They were still very invested in the world because they say, great story, love the characters, and how much they couldn't quit playing it, but they didn't like the game. Right. So it's very nuanced. Right. But it, again, if you ask them, is it the whole game you didn't like or just certain exactly. aspects, you have to dig deeper into that. Yeah. It's really just certain aspects that they didn't like. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like that. It, it made it feel like it's an open world, but it really isn't. I can't talk to anybody. I mean, I can hear conversations, but I can't, I can't go up and talk to them. Right. I can't go into the hundreds of buildings that there are. I can just look at the... What's that? If you like talking to people, <laughs> why don't person. you like Fallout? What's that? If you don't like, if you like talking to people, why don't you like Fallout? <laughs> <laughs> but see, I, again, I like Skyrim, okay. so it's yeah. But uh, I think the graphics had something to do with that for you, Steph. When it? it was just a. Uh, Which one? Oh yeah, Fallout. Fallout. Yeah. It's well, besides, icky. it crashes like eighty percent of the time. Oh yeah, there is that. There is that definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you can like most of a game and just not some aspects of the game. That's fine. <laughs> um, I've actually been doing that, trying to figure out what, because I found that I don't like games these days. I, mm. I grew up, you know, with, with uh, third person, click to move, dungeon crawlers. <laughs> And it's like, are, nobody likes these anymore? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they do. You got Diablo back. 3. Congratulations. What? Yeah. Yeah. Diablo 3. <laughs> yeah. They killed my childhood. Yes. <laughs> Thank but you. it's there. <laughs> like, uh, I would totally be fine. They take one and two, just completely redo the graphics, then I'll be happy. Yeah. That's all uh -huh. I need. Yeah. If, if I can't get any other game, just... just I believe <laughs> Double Fine is working on a um, click-to-move adventure game, I'm pretty sure. Right. But there, I think you can find some indie games that are Torch still... Torchlight 2. Yeah, was Torchlight, War Machine. Torchlight 2 was a certainly a better alternative. Anybody hear about War Machine, the Kickstarter? They're, 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 they're a tabletop game, but they've done a digital version. Mm -hmm. It's getting ready to come out, it, and it's a hugely popular tabletop game. Nice. Um, but, it, yeah, War Machine will be coming out soon. It does kind of suck, though, when your childhood games are... <laughs> yes. That's yeah. why, like... I don't want Banjo-Kazooie to ever be remade <laughs> because they're probably going to... I mean, that wasn't my childhood. <laughs> that was my kid's childhood, but I was there. And, huh? Yeah. Yeah. 
tell when someone's behind me. <laughs> 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 yes. like, Hello. I, I can feel that somebody is right there. I can hear them. I can see past this point <laughs> here. Yeah. I actually see it and then like there. Usually when you're walking around, you're actually looking around in your environment, not just like yeah. laser focus on what's ahead of you. Yeah. Realism. Um, I'm like you. I've been playing games all my life. Uh, growing up, my group of friends owned every single console ever produced right. except the Jaguar. Oh, um, right. wow! So we we played everything. Like we had a we had a small stint where we actually even played like the Virtual Boy, um, <laughs> yes. and ru ruined Retinas for years yeah, to come. Yeah. Um, the one series, entire series of games, because there's only one game out of the series I like. The one series of games that I'm a little ashamed I don't like and I've never liked and still don't like is Legend of Zelda. Ah. Wow! See, composing wow. myself, composing, <laughs> composing. <laughs> <laughs> so the the whole series this is a safe I've place for you. It's a safe I've place for you. It's okay. This is a confession zone. <laughs> I love it. Just confess. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I have played. Yeah. I have tried to play every single game in that series at one point or another because everybody I know owns yeah. a, a copy of it at some point, especially Even Ocarina now. of Time? I, the Ocarina of Time is the only one I've completely finished. Oh, oh okay. It's the only one of the series I completely finished, and I did enjoy I it. I looked at you, and I'm like, you're an Ocarina man. Can't do, <laughs> can't do Link to the Past, can't do Majora's Mask, can't do Wind Waker, can't do Twilight Princess, can't have do you, Have you figured out what is it that you don't like? What aspect of it that you don't like? Just... <laughs> it's Navi, isn't it? Yeah. Um, there's just there's there's so many like I I get the idea and I get the overarching the, this grand plot and all the magic systems and it's, it's very interesting concepts. None of the details stick with me. Like I j I'm like if you reskin this in any other format, I'd probably enjoy the game. Interesting. But just something about all the little pieces of it just never clicked with me. Cool. Who else? Fair enough. There it is. Hey ladies, actually I'm a really super casual gamer. My husband's very hardcore, but what brought us together recently was the Saints Row series. Yes! Um, yes. I, <laughs> I fell in love with Saints Row 3. I think it's like the most amazing game ever, but with playing Saints Row 4, I'm a, I'd never actually beat Mario Brothers. I had to have someone beat it for me. I'm not, I'm just that bad at games. But with Saints Row 4, um, I played for 15 hours and I'm almost done. Wow, very so well done. I'm like, is the game too short? Like, my <laughs> husband actually is complaining now that the game might be too short because I'm almost done with it. Mm. But, but sometimes you find your niche and yeah. you're just like, I love this, and I and you, it, it, it inspires you to keep yeah. going. It seems almost like a DLC that they tried to put out as a full yeah. game. Yeah, onto three. Yeah, but yeah, it, but yeah it's, there's some mm. elements that are still like DL. Is, can I ask, is your character a female? She looks just like me. Yes, nice, awesome. So yeah, I own the world. I love the flying yes. and the superpowers. I <laughs> that game is so literally much fun. All day long, but I'm like, I'm, I'm almost done, so now I don't know what to do. But I wanted to see if y'all loved it as much as I did. Have you tried the co op? Yeah, yeah so my husband and I play co op all the time, oh, and it's great. I great. just, I actually just got Saints Row 3 on, on the Steam sale. Yeah. Like oh, that was month. a good idea. So, yeah, I wanted, so I'm, that's going to be my next one that I, that it's I burn fan through. It's just amazing. So yeah. I, I feel better as a gamer now that I can find that game that I can my dominate. Favorite, my favorite line that she says is when she's in the middle of destroying stuff, she says, I'm getting so emotional right now. <laughs> And the, the emotion, emotion is kick ass. I'm <laughs> 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 just ass kicking. Very nice. Very nice. Um, well, I think Veronica, you may. We probably want yeah. She probably hit road go, jack. So, um, but she is going to be presenting at the Parsec Parsec Awards. So yeah, see her there. And thank you so much for coming and joining us. We always love having you on the show. Thank you. Yes. I got my cough medicine with me, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> we do have some more questions, unless you're. No, no, let's keep yeah. going. I think okay. this is this is great, and we we've got lots of questions. Yes, this is a safe place. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll only yell at you a little bit. <laughs> if right, you hate so. Fallout, uh, that's. Yeah, I'll yell at them for you. <laughs> Kim, Kim tolerates me. <laughs> First of all, is the Krogan in attendance? I'll say, Shepard. <laughs> nice. In fact, I saw that they have these um, these little identification cards that you can yes. buy for you know all kinds of things. In the and they had Shepherd on there, 
And I'm like, that's not my shepherd. That's not my shepherd. I can't buy that. That's not, not my, my shepherd. shepherd. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sorry. What was your so question? I have to word this one correctly so I don't get lynch mobbed. <laughs> okay, so for me, I'm a fan of this. I've been a fan of this franchise for many years. And when they got to a particular one in the series, it turned me off. And that's going to be, I love Resident Evil mm-hmm. 1, 2, and 3. Right. Yep. When we went from three-quarter perspective to behind the back, I didn't hate it, but I was just like, ah, I can't get into this. I can't get into this anymore. I cannot. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh. <laughs> so you didn't like the first three, but you liked when you changed that. Okay. Yep. Do you like zombie games, Rhonda? I do, but I could never play Resident Evil. I tried and I tried and I tried because I love the franchise. Uh-huh. I love the protagonist. But it, it was very frustrating for me. And I, that was one of those where I just said, you know what? I'm, I appreciate the fans who love it, but this is right. just not mine. Yep. So do you like it when they just add in zombies to any DLC <laughs> because you're supposed to add in zombies in DLCs? Um, like Borderlands and Red Dead Redemption? Oh, yes. Red Dead was so yes. good. Oh, so good. <laughs> I thought those Loved were two it. very good zombie additions yeah. Yeah. for those two games. To I be really able to play them. as a zombie and uh, a zombie cowboy or a, yeah. a zombie saloon yeah. girl, that was awesome. Yes. I, I hated so good. I hated it in Call of Duty, though. Do you guys like the zombies in Call of Duty? Yeah. Really? Uh, the what is? I don't have that one. I don't have that one. Oh, well, that oh. would be pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But. <laughs> All right, so my girlfriend drugged me into this podcast. Ah. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm sure she's having an, a panic attack, thinking I'm going to ruin her experience with her favorite podcast. <laughs> um, gone Home. I've been a long-time gamer since I was seven. I had the Atari, went through the whole gamut of all the games, all the games. Um, I'm probably every type of gamer. Um, So I played Dark Souls, but I played Gone Home as well. And with Gone Home, the experience that I had as a guy, really, it wasn't that I was a guy that it kind of didn't do it for me. Um, It just turned out that kind of like I think a lot of people because I listen to a lot of other podcasts, and you know, they all basically just said, go get Gone Home, go play this game. And these are guys that I listen to to tell me that you know, The Last of Us is great or that Mass Effect is great. Well, then when they said this was great, I rushed out and got it, and about two hours later, I was like, this what? wasn't a game. Yep. And I was kind of... And I was kind of upset about it. Like, and I turned to Kelly, and I was just like, I, can't, th- I guess that was it. Like, I was just kind of, like, flabbergasted. But then later, once I read reviews and realized it wasn't a game, it was sort of like Dear Esther, then I thought back and I was like, okay, I did enjoy it. I did find that the characters are really good, and I really love the voiceovers, and I really love the exploration. But I just think had I gone into it knowing that it was actually an interactive story, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. So the the podcasts that recommend it, they didn't tell you that it was an interactive story? Well, or did they explain it as a game? They didn't really want to spoil it because, oh. like you're saying, like you can't really talk about it without saying a lot of stuff. Yeah. So they were just like, we don't want to talk about it. Just go play it. And oh. So, oh, that's not good. But that's And yeah. so literally that was the first and last time I'll ever do that because <laughs> I really... <laughs> well, you know, that might be another category to Jump add... On is whether you'd recommend it or not. That's what we do. We don't rate like one to 10. We, we say, uh, you know, buy it, skip it, or rent it. Yeah. Like, oh, uh, we don't see, say I rent it anymore. Yeah. Red wait till it goes on sale. Yeah, 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 it's more uh, like get it or <laughs> just on wait. sale. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend Gone Home. Steal it. I, I enjoyed it, but I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Well, I would recommend it for, <sighs> As long as they know what it is. Yeah, going if you in. know what it is, and yeah. you're willing to spend that amount of money on a very, very short game. Right. I wish it. I wish it were longer, but just by like another half hour, because I didn't want it to end. But also, if it would have gone on way past that, I would have lost interest. You know, there was a real balance there. But I think it was just that much too short for me. No. <laughs> 
a very special episode <laughs> of Full House. <laughs> An after school special. Where did everyone go? <laughs> No. No. <laughs> Not when you know the ending, nope. <laughs> Go ahead. Hi, so um, me liking uh, uh, a lot of RPGs, I've played a lot of classic old ones, Chrono Trigger, Final Fantasy, things like that. Um, a certain genre uh, is one that I love to hate, but I also can't get away from it. And for me, it's Pokemon. Oh, because yeah. it's one of those games where like you grew up on and it was so classic and it was so different but at the same time they advance so slowly with every other game like 20 literally like 20 <laughs> 25 games later it's like they barely added anything to make it different and yet you still want to get it and people still love it still want to buy it and it's so like, did you get all the colors? Do you have all the Pokemon? No, actually, red, the, the originals I owned, red, yellow, and silver. And then eventually I got Fire Red, the remake, Emerald, and Diamond, which was really when I was just like, I can't. I can't keep going. <laughs> can't spend money. And yet they're coming out with the new thing. X and Y, and it's like, mm, I don't want to get it. But it's so many of them. Right, it's just exactly. the same style. It's it's so repetitive. Like I wish they would expand on the story more and just change it up. But it's always the same system repeated with a new skin. But right. then I'm wondering if they would have changed it. The would, fan, you would the fans it? have just revolted? You yeah. know. It, it, so I think there's a balance. It, they probably didn't change it enough. But yeah, you know, some fans do. They don't like change oh, yeah. on their because they own that game. That is their game, right. you know. Right. So. so it makes you think, like, is it really, like, do they really care about it? Or is it for money now? Because you can see the transition between the first and second gens. Yeah. Co they're connected. They're a continuation of the story. There was so much more added. And then they can just pump it out every X number of years and just be the same thing. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Who's that next? makes us sad. <laughs> it's okay to make money on a game, on a franchise, but give us more content. Right. Yeah, um, I, yeah, I don't mind. I mean, I want to spend money. I yeah. don't care if they make money. If they're giving me a great game, that's that's a fair exchange. Absolutely. Yeah. I love The Longest Journey. Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa. So, but I I'm the, I'm the, the guy who wrote the review, you and him were simpacato. Yeah. <laughs> you have a kindred no. soul. I, I, some of my earliest games, though, I think were like, I played EcoQuest and Myst and stuff like that. Mm. So I, I can totally understand. I went into it expecting this is a really old game, and I'm expecting to have no idea, because of poor gameplay design, how to get to the, my next dose of story. So I was willing to endure a lot of that. Nah. Um, so my question, and stop, forgive me if this is a little broad, but I find myself being in a, my group of gaming friends, being the one sort of going out, getting new games, for trying to get people to play them. Like I'm the one driving that. And uh, I find myself trying to sell games to people and say, like, how do you kind of find games that you can get different people with very different tastes to play together as your sort of group? Like, it seems like I'm kind of stuck with MMOs because they're the only ones that are broad enough to cater to different right. gamers. Like, eh. So Steph and I have a core group yeah. of friends. But Rhonda, so do you, in your um, outside of your geek life, you know, your gamer life, do you have friends that play games, and do you interact with them, or how, how do you do that? Um, yeah, that's actually something we talk about on the show, because one of the, one of the issues that some people may know about women playing on MMOs is uh, you can get some harassment. And even outside of that, e even if you're a guy, um, I've got two friends I like to play with, and we're very diverse gamers. I love playing with them, but they're the only three people I'll play with. That's it, because my time is extremely valuable and gaming is my joy. And I want that experience to be exactly what my experience is on a self-player. And uh, for somebody to come in there and just troll me and just shoot me all the time, yeah. they just wasted my hour. And that's, you know, I've, I gotta get up at six o'clock and go to work. <laughs> at, you know, I don't have all kinds of time to sit down. And when you sit down to play, you want that nice long stretch so you can really get into it and enjoy it. So I like playing with my two friends and I don't go, I don't do MMOs. So you don't really have that, the, the experience that he has that, you no. know, your friends, you have to kind of um, try to go outside of their comfort zone and try things. No, and that's, that's kind of tough because 
the games are, it, to me, they appear to be designed with a very particular audience in mind. And so it's very hard to find something that's diverse that you could play online. Mm -hmm. I think I think gaming uh, companies are getting better at it because they've got bigger audiences and they see the diversity. And I think that, that they're trying. But I mean, game design's tough, and these games they're putting out are amazing. The graphics level that they have to do, the music. I mean, they're having to balance all this. They're now hiring writers. Yep. I mean, t so they can include the story as well. I, th I think, you know, audience in mind, Mass Effect may have uh, be doing some of the better balance because you can actually go in at the beginning of it and say, no, I just want to run through and shoot. Right. Or I want a story, and then you can pick the level of story. All of that wiki and dialogue stuff, I really, I don't care. But I did spend all the time building my character and her story. I know exactly all about her, and I know the reason why her hair changed from Mass Effect 2 to Mass Effect 3. <laughs> and because yeah. she was like, you know, frack you, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> so, um, but th that's hard to do. Yeah, I, for, for us, I, I have a pretty large group of gamer friends that play you know, from one side to the other. So, you know, this group of friends I can go, if I want to play or talk to them about first-person shooters, I can talk to them. Over here, I've got the puzzle guys, you know, and talk to them. Here's my MMORPG friends, I can talk to them. So I don't really have that problem, but that's all pretty much online. I go to work, and people are like, What's a video game? You know, <laughs> they, on your phone or, or an iPad. That's the only. So I have one friend, except for my friend Doug, who used to play with me. Um, they, I have one friend who plays on the iPad. So you know, we'll talk about that. But I don't really, I don't really have to deal with that ever because, you know, you do have that. What about you? Is I, I would imagine you're kind of in the same yeah. boat I am. Like I have, in my real life, I have zero female friends that play video games Aww. beyond their their cell phone. I mean, yeah. Um, but I have coworkers. Candy Crush on Facebook. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I play Candy Crush. I, I got to admit it. So when I do find one, I, it's like I want to latch on to them and, and hold it. Oh, kindred spirit, thank you. You play video games too. So, yeah, but I understand your, your, your dilemma of finding a new game that lots of people will like that they can afford to get <laughs> because who can yes. throw down yes. who can throw down sixty bucks <laughs> you know just to try it out and say oh my god this is horrible it's the guy who's like five dollars like, really? <laughs> <laughs> come on come on <laughs> yeah you can really uh, touch I can it. recommend Warframe if you haven't tried that out on the uh, Steam Warframe. yeah I love it it's free to play and uh, you know, or listen to our show space and we will be your friends <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are now your personal friends, and right. we will give you a recommendation. Join us, join our group on Steam, and we will talk to you all you want That's about right. it. So, yeah, see, we're your friends now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Okay. Oh, in the back. Uh, this is going back to games that we don't like. Sorry to backtrack. But, oh, no, no. Um, oh, it's fine. <laughs> this is... This is that's yeah. right. This is a conversation. Uh, two <laughs> games that I felt like I should have liked because they were extremely popular that I just could not get into. Um, God of War and uh, Gears as well. Gears of War. Gears of I, War, right. I played yeah. the first two, and I really had a hard time forcing myself to finish both on each series. And I just don't want to complete the trilogy because I just could not get into it. Yeah. But I felt like I had to because they're so popular. Yeah, yeah don't you hate that when, when a game, everyone's raving about it, and you're like, okay, I'm going to force myself. Right. I, I guess that was like The Last of Us. Yeah, we forced I was ourselves. like, okay, I, went, I tried to go back in again and again. <laughs> and, and then I was like, I'm not, I'm not enjoying myself. I'm just mm. not going to play this anymore. Yeah, so I had to yeah. do that with the Creed as well. Me too. Because uh, it was too. very slow. But then I enjoyed the second one, but not. Yes, oh, the really second and Brotherhood. Yeah. They rock. Yeah. Who's next? <laughs> Brian, Brian, Brian. Brian's hustling for us. <laughs> Come on, Vanna. Run, run, Vanna, run. Um, I really hated 007 Goldeneye. Ooh. <laughs> and Perfect Dark. So why, why did you hate it? The the gameplay I just wow. 
growing up, my, my brothers and my friends would always kill me and I just, I didn't have any fun and I, I just couldn't get the controls down initially and then afterwards I just had that feeling of resentment and <laughs> right, exactly. I just hated it. I'm not going to like this game. <laughs> that, exactly. that happens. So we have a couple of more, we have room or time for a couple more questions. So who has good ones? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> After uh, Mario Galaxy 2, I, I can't stand it anymore. It's the same goddamn game for 30 <laughs> years. <laughs> Which one? Poor Mario. Mario, Mario Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like Paper Mario? Uh, I like the RPGs. Uh, I haven't oh. played Paper. I didn't really like Paper Mario. Well, I get, it was really uh, just a GameCube, and then it, I think it was ported. But yeah, that one's kind of hard one to yeah. find. But yeah, no, I agree. And Mario, I think Mario, the whole franchise is kind of just built on the nostalgia. Oh yeah, I, I can totally see that. And that's that. another one that just turns it out. Over yeah, over yeah, over another, another one like you're like Pokemon. It is turn another turn them out. <laughs> this is more of a this is more of a response to the Pokemon criticism. <laughs> and okay, <laughs> Pokemon is repetitive, but only in the narrative aspect. the The object of the game is to catch them all and trading with your friends, that's, that's never going to change. The story's always going to be based on that. But what's complex and what keeps changing about Pokemon is the actual battle system. That's what makes it so different from other RPGs. There's so much math involved. And throughout the generations, like for example, the first generation critical hits were based on how high your speed stat was. And then they, they, they got rid of that soon. Now critical hits are like a 13% chance or 7% chance, I believe. And then you have things like the same type of attack bonus. Then they added items, battle items, berries where the Pokemon can heal themselves. I'm having and World of Warcraft flashbacks right now. Yeah, you, like yeah, crit the, numbers uh, the, 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 flying the, through my head. The perfect example of Pokemon <laughs> going through, through time is that I like to say that it's a MMO expansion where you just get more things to do with the system. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then you that. just do it in a new that. world, you know. It's, <laughs> but but you're still playing the same objective, but it's just more complex, or it's a different system. But but that's where the depth and the replayability of Pokemon comes from. But I think that's like a, you know, the technical part and right. the minutia. And some people don't um, get into a game that much. That you deep. know, like World of Warcraft. I do not care, you know, if I yeah. need more crit or hit. Right. I'll, I'll just go, oh, I got, I got a pretty shiny bow, right. you know. And But somebody will take the I time to break it down on a, on a spreadsheet exactly how your thing will, will affect. But, but, look yes. at this, but look at this guy's shirt. We're talking Mario, <laughs> Wario, Mortal Kombat. So this guy's got crit. He yeah. does okay. have crit. Yeah, He's got, got lots crit. of crit. Okay, <laughs> we got time for one more question. One more. All right. Go ahead, Rhonda. That's what they took away from Diablo 3. Mm. I mean, I felt like somebody walked into my house and took, stole 60 bucks from me because I, with Diablo 2, that, that was where I was a role player. I spent as yeah. much or more time outside the game. I had spreadsheets. I had mm -hmm. graphs. Everything. I did research. And when I got ready to sit down and play that game, man... Yeah, I, I, lo I loved in Diablo 2 that you could get gear at the beginning of the game that was still useful at Endgame. Yes. Diablo 3, you had to be at Endgame to play oh, Endgame, so and that tedious. was that was They're horrible. They're doing a good job fixing it. Like, they're really trying. Like, yeah. It's so much better than it was. Too late. Yeah, too late. <laughs> <laughs> too late. <laughs> um, back on the subject of uh, games that we don't like, mm -hmm. um, any shooter that any first-person shooter that has to be played on a gamepad instead of a mouse and keyboard. Mm. Oh, really? I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> so you're not a you're not a gamepad player. <laughs> you you just like the mouse and keyboard? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't wow. know how people can play on a, on a gamepad. I don't see how you can aim with a mouse. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, I can. Crazy. Oh, I can. <laughs> I cannot do that. I cannot do that. Uh, I can't do that. <laughs> well. <laughs> eh, I, I just can't do that. I just can't do that. <laughs> this has been so terrific. Yes. I thank thank the audience so much. You guys yes. have yeah. been great. Awesome. Thank you. Keep it coming for these girls up here. Ladies, holy.
to Rhonda Thank for, for coming and, and sharing your knowledge with us. And Veronica, of course, we love having you guys on the show. And um, have fun at DragonCon.